U.S.-Israel relations are now experiencing the routine pattern of the relations, namely presidential pressure on Israel. Uh, we have had that routine from 1948 until today, but for four years, the four years of uh, Trump pens. And those four years have uh, instilled a false sense of so-called security. Uh, and here we are back to the pattern of uh, pressure. However, however, as it is now, it has been all along that simultaneously with pressure, there is recognition by the U.S. of uh, Israel's very unique military and technological capabilities and high level of reliability. And therefore, while the pressure goes on, cooperation between the two countries keeps uh, expanding. And it does expand now, but withstanding uh, uh, the relations between a relationship between uh, President Biden and Prime Minister Netanyahu. Well, there's no doubt. I mean, America has sent, uh, you know, aircraft carriers to the region after the October 7th uh, attack by Hamas, and it's it's supplying Israel with a lot of weaponry now to replenish its supplies. But still, uh, for example, there's a report that came out of uh, political Washington today that uh, Joe Biden called Netanyahu a bad guy and that many people around him and the president in America are suspicious that Netanyahu may drag the United States into a protracted war in the Middle East. And the White House has denied all these things, but, but, but there's some, there must be some kind of base to this. The current atmosphere, in my mind, reflects the determination by Secretary Blinken, who calls the shots, who sets the policy, mm. to advance the, the cause of a Palestinian state. And he leverages such moments of uh, friction in order to enhance or in- intensify the pressure on uh, Israel. Mm. The pressure uh, has to do with the attitude towards uh, certain uh, settlers. It has to do with the attitude towards Netanyahu. But the bottom line is uh, the eagerness by Secretary Blinken to establish a Palestinian state notwithstanding Middle East realities. And when I say notwithstanding Middle East realities, anyone who examines the track record of uh, Secretary Blinken and the National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan, this is a track record of systematic failures in the Middle East. Blinken and uh, Jake Sullivan were in the initial group that started a negotiation with Iran over the 2015 JCPOA, which basically, if you read the agreement, allows Iran to become a nuclear power, but a few years uh, later. But it does not deny the possibility of Iran becoming a nuclear power. Uh, Both Blinken and uh, uh, Jake Sullivan were very instrumental in the U.S.-NATO military offensive on uh, Muammar Gaddafi in Mm. 2011, 
which transformed Libya into a chaotic state raging until this very day because of the offensive against uh, Gaddafi and has uh, made Libya one of the largest platform of global Islamic terrorism, which is anti-U.S. terrorism. Both of them decided to uh, delete the Houthis of Yemen uh, from the list of terror organizations. Both of them were for intensifying the pressure on Saudi Arabia while embracing the Ayatollahs of Iran. Both of them suspended uh, most economic sanctions of Iran's ayatollahs, which has provided uh, the ayatollahs of Iran the opportunity to increase uh, exports from half a million barrels a day to two or three million Mm -hmm. barrels a day, namely Mm -hmm. uh, extra national income of $100 billion dollars since February of 2021. And certainly, when they call for a Palestinian state, they ignore the basic reality of the Middle East. A Palestinian state west of the Jordan River would doom the pro-U.S. Hashemite regime east of the river, which would transform Jordan into an uncontrollable country, heaven for Islamic uh, terrorists uh, that is going to sweep not only Jordan, but through a domino scenario, uh, it will sweep also the Arabian uh, Peninsula, threatening every single pro-American, all-producing Arab regime, a bonanza to Iran's ayatollahs, Russia and China and the Muslim Brotherhood, and quite an economic and national security setback uh, to the U.S. And therefore, my suggestion is to take any any recommendation, mm-hmm. any suggestion by uh, Secretary Blinken or National Security Advisor Sullivan with a grain of salt. Ambassador, I, I want to ask you about the American elections and how much that's having an impact uh, on the relations now between uh, Israel and, and, and Washington. Yesterday, oh. the National Security Minister, Itamar Ben-Gvir, gave an interview to Wall Street Journal saying that Trump was a better president for Israel. And uh, the prime minister did not chastise him at all. And, and he's just letting him talk. And, and it's sort of like this bad blood that's going on now. And, and then we have the American elections where Biden seems to be making gestures towards the progressive side of the Democratic Party to to win votes by, for example, placing sanctions on extremist Jewish settlers in the West Bank, Judea and Samaria. Anyone who claims that uh, President Biden has to appease certain radical elements within the Democratic Party uh, in order to gain, uh, to get their support on election day, ignores the order of priorities uh, set by uh, U.S. uh, constituents. Anyone who examines that order of priority knows that national security, foreign relations issues are lagging way, way, way down Mm -hmm. uh, the order of priorities. The voting in the U.S. is uh, driven 
first and foremost by the economy and maybe even within the economy, uh, the price of oil at the pump. Uh, we're talking about the severe crisis of the illegal immigration through the U.S.-Mexico borders and two million each year. Uh, we're talking about the issue of abortion. We're talking about the issue of appointments to the Supreme Court. We're talking about uh, law and order, crime on the street. We're talking about education and series of other domestic issues which precede the dramatically less important issues having to do with national and foreign policy, national security and foreign policy. And therefore, the president is not changing his position in order to appease certain elements. The president is following the worldview of his Secretary of State, mm-hmm. Tony Blinken, mm-hmm. who considers a Palestinian state to be the crown jewel of his uh, worldview, of his ideology. Ambassador, the final question I wanted to ask you was, uh, it seems that each leader is waiting for the other one to leave the stage. I mean, Biden's waiting for uh, Netanyahu to leave, and uh, Netanyahu's waiting for Biden to lose the next election and for maybe Trump to come back. Uh, Is that the way that things work? If one goes back to U.S.-Israel relations Mm -hmm. since Ben-Gurion 1948, we find out that uh, that blood between the two leaders, major frictions between the two leaders, is not something new. But again, the U.S. White House and State Department must be aware of reality. And when the U.S. looks at the Middle East, in fact, when the U.S. looks around the world, it does not find, the U.S. does not find any better ally than Israel as far as capabilities, as far as technological and military muscles, and as far as their willingness to flex that muscle. They certainly cannot uh, rely on any Arab entity. The only entity in the Middle East which extends the hand, the strategic hand of the U.S. without the need to uh, deploy American soldiers uh, happens to be uh, Israel. And when it comes to allies, uh, acrimony is uh, an element which uh, has prevailed throughout many, many such relationships. The bottom line is that the relationship has been mutually beneficial to both the U.S. and Israel, and therefore, notwithstanding uh, acrimony and so-called bad blood, the strategic cooperation has zoomed way, way uh, higher than uh, the most optimistic expectation.